Most of the RSD officers employed at the Berghof live here, or at Klaushofer, said Kaspel. Myself included. And quite a few of the engineers from P&Z. With the major difference that the majority of these houses were purpose-built. No one here had their house bought by compulsory purchase. At least nobody that I know of. How do you stand it here after Berlin? I asked. It's like being trapped inside an endless Lenny Riefenstahl movie. You get used to it. Caspel parked the car on a postage stamp of a driveway in front of a stone-arched doorway that was beneath a heavy black wooden balcony. Friedrich Korsch was there to greet us. Using a car borrowed from the Villa Beckstein, he'd driven the long way round to Buchenhoer, via the main road through Berchtesgaden, and was now peering in through the window. Hem and Caspel had brought the house keys found in the dead man's pockets, but it quickly became apparent that we wouldn't need them. Someone's been here already, boss, said Korsh. Unless the cleaner didn't come today and they had a wild party last night, it looks as if this place has been burgled. Caspel opened the front door, which was no longer locked. I stopped to take note of a piece of string hanging out of the letterbox, and then followed Caspel inside. Flex's books and ornaments were strewn everywhere. There was even some house dust still floating in the air, as if a gorilla had just finished shaking an outsized snow globe. I don't think they've been gone for very long, I said, clearing my throat of dust. Maybe we should wait for the fingerprints, people, said Korsh. What's the point? On Hitler's Mountain, it's bound to be someone that Flex knew, whose fingerprints were already here before they turned the place over. <laughs>